With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can! With Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be and give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. Welcome to the show. This part of Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored in part by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at keystoriches.com forward slash free book. And click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Thanks so much for stopping by, everybody. I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and I am flanked by the maestro of Mula, Michael Terry. Hey, hey. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. Miguel, what key do we have? Uh, key number seven, uh, break the budget. Yay! So glad you got it. Right out of the gate. Le bouget. Didn't even have to look it up. No. I'm impressed. Yeah, well. And so, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about breaking the budget and why budgets are bad and why there's a better way. One that actually works with our three amigos because we do money management differently here. And uh, from our biology-based approach, we have to materially look at not only how we do things with regard to our money, but have specific strategies in place to make it more effective so that we can be successful when it comes to our money management. So now we have, um, for those of you who have been with us from the beginning of the season and started with your um, organic assessment from our second key, and uh, which was... Take action, make assessment. That was it. Yay. Ding, 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 ding. I think I got the first two down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, you have to look at it. Give it another way. three years. Your listeners are saying to themselves, geez, who is this freaking dumbass producer? <laughs> you know? So they're feeling pretty good about themselves, I would think. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're reinforcing that it's okay to yeah. be a beginner? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> After 30 seasons. Work sometimes progress, sometimes it takes a little longer for the concepts to sink in. So for, <laughs> for the remedial group, that's you're in charge of the remedial class. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, so you might not be able to remember the keys that well, but you do a fair amount of I good do. deploying. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I will give you credit there. Yeah. I will give you credit there. Everything big on memorization. Yeah. So well, we and we have um, an exciting moolah word of the day. And it is 
a moolah word of the day. Yeah, so we've got a really great Moolah word. And then um, we're going to talk about this week's key because breaking the budget, for those of you who have been with us, you'll be able to break out those assessment envelopes that you've been hanging on to. But we're going to learn today about why budgeting is inherently bad and what we really need to be doing instead. Um, Budgets are kind of like diets, and it's something that people go on to and off of, and usually when they come to the off of, they're worse off than what they started. Mm -hmm. So that's why this is a super important key, and so I'm really excited to uh, be doing this. This is... uh, This is where the rubber meets the road. This is where many belief questions get answered. And when I say belief questions, now we're going to be able to, if we remember, I only talked loosely about this when we first started out because I don't want to taint the assessment. But what we're going to do is we're going to be able to assess not how much because it's never how much you're spending because how much is a relative thing. What might be a lot of money to you may be nothing to the next guy who can afford it. And let me just tell you, I coach professional athletes. I do musicians. I do entertainers, actors, actresses, you name it. And I I, uh, deal with high-performance salespeople. And the story is the same. The amounts are what are different. Right. So we're not looking for how much. I mean, how much is a factor, of course, because if you're spending more than you make, then that's a problem. And and I had a guy that made eight hundred thousand a year. He was a top producer in his company, yet he spent one point one million, and he couldn't figure out why he was always broke. And I'm like, yes, but you spend more than that. And the key isn't how much you make; it's what you do with it after you get it. So it's all relative. So we're not going to focus so much on the how much, but we're going to learn what we're going to focus on in today's key and why we should be focusing there. But first, we need to have some fun. We have our moolah word of the day. And our moolah word of the day is, well, moolah. Moolah. And it can be spelled one of two ways, M-O-O-L-A. Or my preferred spelling, M-O-O-L-A-H, moolah. (laughs) And you're going to tell us the the, the origination origination of this thing. Yes. Well, it is slang. It is something such as coins or printed bills used as a medium of exchange. So an informal version of the word moolah is wampum. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Other synonyms to cash, currency, lucre, or money, or other slang, like you prefer cabbage, Cabbage, bread, dough, gelt, green, jack lettuce, long green, mazuma. (laughs) I've never heard of mazuma. Mazuma. Or the British refer to it as brass. Huh, never heard that. And well, I've heard it, but I didn't know that it had to do with moolah. I thought it had more to do with testicular fortitude. Oh, okay. You know, that's in brass balls. There you go. <laughs> that's what I thought when they meant brass. Well, he's got a lot of brass. Who knew it was wallet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the back of the pants, not the front, if now, you will. Now the younger generation have have bank. You got bank. Yeah, we do have bank, baby. So I like this. 
he won, or here's, here is it used in, in a sentence. He won the prize when playing Microgaming's Mega Moolah game late on October 6th, but he had to keep the win quiet for three days uh, and even went to work the following day. You know, I'm not getting etymology yeah. of this, which is kind of a I bummer. Would, I would imagine it's American slang. Uh, moolah is a vernacular or synonym for money, and it has been around since the late 1930s. It has the swing and swagger of great slang and instantly brands the user as a way to cool um, as, oh, it instantly brands its user as way too cool to sweat the small change of life. One would think so many people wondering about the roots of moolah that someone would have come up with a better urban legend. But it's derived from the French les moulins, meaning the mill, referring to factory mills as a source of wealth. So there you go. Now, have you heard? Have you heard of this of the stick? The stick. Um. What was it called? A measuring stick. A moulin stick. The tally stick. It was a form of form of money way, way, way back in the day. You know? I've heard of notches in the bedpost. Is that the same? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it, is, it is a notch-based piece of wood, a tally stick. So how do you take off the notches when you go to spend them? I don't know. I've got a couple of videos because I've been discussing the, the history of money and, and stuff with this uh, friend of mine from high school. And he's, he's, <clears throat> he's deep into it. So we can – you and I can look at it and – Maybe we should have him on as a guest just for fun. I don't know about that. No? (laughs) (laughs) We'd never get rid of him. Uh Uh-oh. You know, he's one of those guys that loves to hear himself talk. Well, those are are good guests then. That's true. To a certain degree. And it gives us a break. You got to figure out how to shut him up, though. I know. See, holler, hello, hello. (laughs) We'll just, all of a sudden the call is good. Just yeah. He must have hung up. The call got dropped. Bad yeah. cell area, buddy. Call back. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get moving into this week's key, shall we? So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to um, uh, to the Keys to Riches radio. And uh, we are so glad you stopped by. We are so happy to have you. Hopefully you will get a big bunch of value out of today's episode and become a regular listener. The Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one key at a time, one week at a time here at Keys to Riches Radio. And this week's key, again, is break the budget. This segment is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Keys to Riches radio listeners by visiting our website at keystoriches.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. So this week's key is about breaking the budget. And the purpose for this key is we're not just breaking our budget. And most of the time when we hear that, we think, oh, my gosh, we're blowing the wad. 
We're uh, spending the cash. We're blowing the bank. We're delegating all of the dinero somewhere else. That's what we think of when we hear of breaking the budget, don't we? Yeah, for sure. But what we're talking about is a completely different animal because we're talking about breaking the budgeting mindset when we talk about breaking the budget. And the reason why it's so critical that we break this mindset is because of its inherent negativity. Now, as individuals, we move towards pleasure and away from pain. And the mere root of the word budget, and since we've been doing with word etymology on today's show, it comes from the French word bouger, which is a small woman's handbag, which limits you into what you can carry. So you can only put in maybe keys, a credit card. Um, and original bougers would have never allowed a mobile phone. But now, you know, they, they make sure that, that you can fit at least a mobile phone in there, one of these smartphone-sized mobile phones, and not much else. Tube of lipstick, maybe a compact, but yeah. you're not getting much else. So with a bouger, you have to think about what it is that you want to put inside it because only so many things will fit. What does that mean? If only so many things will fit, that means what? So many more are left out. Something's got to go. Yes, And so how does that play into how we're wired? I mean, think about it. If we're wired towards pleasure and away from pain, and now you're telling me I'm having to limit my pleasure? What? We got to be without something. Now you're talking about sacrifice. Yeah. Making choices. Uh Uh-oh. I have to do without? So this just doesn't work for us on a biological level. You know, we are into satiating desires and avoiding pain. And how can I satiate a desire if you have me capped off at the knees? <laughs> I can't quite do that effectively, yeah. you know. And so um, ideally, uh, we have a limited set of resources based on what we generate in income. So that sort of establishes where our fence posts are. Now, the other fence post gets established by what we spend. And ideally, there should be a difference in the positive direction between what we make and what we spend. But not always is that the case. Yeah. Yeah, we know some folks that don't, that don't really get that. Yes. And I have dealt with many a coaching client at every income spectrum or level of the income spectrum that there is. And what we find out is that it doesn't matter where the first fence post gets tucked in the sand. Because you tuck that that little fence post in for the income, for the gross income. And ideally, the expenditure should be in the opposite direction of that. But usually... We walk and walk and walk and stick the fence post, but then we keep walking and walk past that fence post to put our stake in the ground for expenses. And that is where the problems lie. But we don't just do it consciously. We're not deliberately going out and blowing the wad. I mean, some people do that, but it's such a slim margin. The intention is never to blow it all. It's not the intention. Only a few people that have major psychological challenges. I've known a couple of millionaires that were homeless. Oh, yeah. Five years later. Oh, yeah. 
you know, I mean, it just so, so look at the statistics when, for millionaire lotto winners. winners. They're, guy, they're broke or dead within one and a half years. Yeah, but this guy had a business and built up a successful real estate business in Manhattan, and he was homeless 10 years later. Yeah. I mean, just, you just, you scratch your head and, and you shake your head and you go, how does this happen? Well, something in his beliefs was not in line. Yeah. So, you know, when we break our budget, like I said, this is about breaking a mindset. Um, we're going to uncover all kinds of beliefs that we have that float under the subconscious level. You know, and then they're like, there are basically five types of beliefs. And we're going to uncover those as we move forward through this key. Um, so you're going to have your core beliefs which are usually, you, and I say the term usually, aligned with your values. But then again, you can have hand-me-down beliefs, just like you can have hand-me-down values. Uh, you also have cultural beliefs, you know, uh, and, and values versus what other people from other cultures would think is, as, as normal, we would think of as atypical and vice versa. So you have core beliefs, you have hand-me-down beliefs. So that's what your parents and your peers gave you growing up. You have cultural beliefs. The society within which you live has certain rules, unwritten rules or expectations of you. Then you have advertised beliefs, okay? And this is what the media tells you you should have or what you should be doing or how you should be thinking, okay? I mean, and and just... uh uh we're at such a highly medicated society. And why is that? Because uh, big pharma is not just advertising to the doctors who prescribe it. They're advertising to the retail customers. So you go in and ask your doctor sure. for it. Yeah. So you're self-diagnosing without the medical degree. Oh, it sounds like I need to be on this Eliquis or uh, what's the one for the... Diabetes. One of my friends is like, oh, just go get on that. And then you don't have to watch your blood sugar. I'm like, you still have to watch it. Like, oh my gosh, how, how uh, irresponsible would that be to just try to take a pill? Like we've conditioned ourselves. And that's an advertised belief that we need to have a pill to make our lives better. Yeah. You know, so, so there's an example of advertised beliefs. And then we have the beliefs that screw up our money and our health and our life. And these are biological beliefs. These are things that we've trained our body to do, our physiology. When we talk about the three amigos, now we've started dabbling in their realm. And this is stuff that happens without you consciously being aware of it. Mm -hmm. The body starts doing things in response to stimulus in the environment. And you're not even consciously aware of it unless you focus on it. And just an example of that, your feet are resting wherever they are. But until I mentioned your feet, you probably weren't actively thinking, are my feet placed on the floor? Are they resting on the edge of the stool? Do I have one foot up, one foot down? Oh my gosh, my foot's falling asleep. I didn't even realize my foot's yeah. falling asleep because I had my feet crossed. Mm -hmm. So until I mentioned that, you weren't even aware of it. But subconsciously, your brain was paying attention to everything going on. And so with what we're going to do once we break out that assessment envelope is we're going to uncover all these different types of beliefs that help us make these decisions that are ineffective when it comes to creating financial freedom. 
And so let's address some of those first off. So now that we have these, we want to sort and categorize all of these receipts. Visit our website at keystoriches.com to get the document to give you the categories that you need to be sorting your receipts in. So all those receipts that you've been saving for the last six weeks since we started this, you can bring them out now. And the reason why we bring them out now is because we're looking for things. So I remember I said, it's not how much it's going to be about when, and then we're going to look behind the when to the why, and then we're going to look to the behind the why to find the underlying belief that made us make that decision and expend that money or forego an investment opportunity. Because just like it can cause us to spend too much money, it can also cause us to miss quality, safe, relatively low risk investments because of some underlying belief. And that's just as detrimental as it is overspending, Mm -hmm. is underinvesting. You know, and it can be just as detrimental your, for, for your finances. People don't even realize that underinvesting is a problem too. Yeah. But, you know, uh, money under the mattress isn't even keeping pace with inflation. So every day you hold a dollar in cash that's not invested, every day it's going to be worth less and less. Yeah. So you've got to keep your money moving. You need to create a level of velocity with your money. And the only way to do that is to invest it, to create capital appreciation and cash flow. And there's only a couple of ways to do that. Okay. But first we have to get a hold of what's going on in our finances. And that's why we have to pull out this assessment envelope and sort all these things and identify what's going on. Because once we do this, once we identify the when things happen and the why, then we can figure out what our solutions are to solving these challenges. But I want to revisit the concept I was talking about up front about the budget. So when we talk about the budget, we are forcing ourselves to live within some certain parameters. But the parameters we set up likely when we set up a budget aren't realistic. And we set up a budget first and we think about cutting again in terms of dollars. And it's not about how much you're spending in a particular category. You know, some people spend a thousand bucks a month on their dog. Yeah. But if you don't have any kids and that's your child and you're paying your credit cards off at the end of the month and you are still living within your means, who cares how much you spend on your dog? Yeah. Right? You know? It doesn't matter. See, so that's what I'm saying. It's not about how much. Oh, that pet coat category is too high. You know, the national average says that you should only spend about X percent of your income on pets. Yeah. Yeah, but then, you know, what if we can figure out something else? So we got to get the idea of budget out of the way. And we have to embrace the idea of healthy savings and spending plan instead. And it's specifically stated that way for a reason, because we need to save first and then spend within what's left over. So many people get focused on saving after all the bills are paid. Well, yeah, it sucks that you owe other people, but that does not negate your obligation to yourself first. 
you know, you were thinking of yourself when you went and blew all that money on the credit card, but you don't think highly enough of yourself to save for your future. Somebody else's financial future is more important than yours because you're going to go pay that credit card with interest first instead of paying yourself to go earn interest instead. That's backwards. That is absolutely backwards. So what you need to do is with uh, the key that we discussed a few weeks ago, our uh, hope for the best, plan for the worst, not that's key six, that was last week's key. (laughs) Three weeks ago was key four, which was knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful. And in that we learned our three, five financial strategy. Okay, and so we have to be thinking in terms of this 3-5 financial strategy, and we need to be thinking in terms of facilitating our own financial success. And so in order to do that, we have to put ourselves first. So if you've already spent more than you earn, that's fine. But at some point, you have to right the ship. You can't say, well, I'll start saving once I get these bills paid off. If you don't create the habit of saving now, you're never going to save when all the bills are paid off because you know what? You'll never get them paid off. You know why? Because you'll go out and make more. Because the same thing that keeps you from putting that dollar away is the same thing that's going to keep you impoverished. It's the same thing. And there's a belief that's holding you back. And that's why you have to do this analysis to figure out what it is. And it's not until we begin this stuff. But we have to look at this inherent uh, lack that a budget creates. Okay. And so uh, when we have abstention versus election, This is when we get derailed. And what do I mean? When we force ourselves to forego something we desire, we only make that desire for that particular item grow. And if you can't understand this in financial terms, let me put it into more explicit terms in an area that most people can understand. At some point, everybody has had a diet or been on a diet or gone off a diet or started a diet, or maybe you made a New Year's resolution to go on another diet, all right? And what we don't realize is a diet is everything that goes in your face. That is a diet, all right? So whether you define your diet or not is irrespective of what a diet is. A diet is everything that goes into your face. Now, a healthy exercise and eating plan is different from a diet because it allows for the consumption of things to the expenditure of those calories somewhere else. All right. And so we need to think about that in the same terms here. If we deny ourselves that chocolate cake that's sitting under the glass and we walk by it every day, every day, and we say, no, I'm on a diet. No, I'm on a diet. I can't have it. I can't have it. But we just want a little bit of it. But we keep denying ourselves. What happens is after denying ourselves for so long, guess what? Our biology overrides that. And it says towards pleasure. And now, instead of having one sliver of cake, now I'm going to have the whole stinking cake. And we go overboard. And that's what happens with budgeting, is we set up this budget, and it's usually not realistic. It's not tied to anything we're currently spending, like I gave the dog example. So we need to analyze our spending first. Again, it's not how much. It's when and why. 
And when we figure out the when and the why, then we can figure out the how to make the corrections. So it's it's not about abstention. It's about election. It's about giving yourself permission to have these things while still being able to look forward to the future and keep track of and be on target with your financial future. I, I think of it as watching things as a chameleon. You know those little guys, they have the eyeballs that rotate in different directions? Yeah. Those little lizard guys, and I don't know if chameleon is the right one, but the guy that has the cool fingers and the spiny thing. and So you want to rotate one of those eyeballs on the present, being paying attention to what's going on right now, what am I doing right now, and with one eye on the future. And how is what I'm doing right now affect what's going on in the future? And instead of abstaining... And saying, no, I can't have that. Say, wow, I could have this. However, I'm choosing to have it later. I'm just postponing it. I'm giving myself permission. So I'm not feeling as if I'm doing without. I'm not feeling as I've given up anything or I'm wanting of something. And I've given myself permission to have it. I'm just choosing to have it later. So we get over that whole no thing because it's not about no, it's about not now. Because what happens when you tell your two-year-old no? They get dug in. They're going to do it anyway. And they're going to do it anyway or they're going to hassle you until you give in. Yeah. So why not create a scenario that provides for both the structure and the pleasure at the same time? And that's what this week's key does. It gives you both the structure and the pleasure. So instead of saying, all right, well, we can't go out. If you're used to going out every Friday night, you know, for movies and dinner and stuff, why not cook at home one of those weeks in the month and save the money? And rent a movie, create the same experience at home, cook your own popcorn, make your own way. And all you have to do is substitute. So it's not like you're denying a family outing. You're just choosing to have it in a different way. So it's about being creative as well. And it's about election, not abstention. So for more on this and your Break the Budget category uh, organizer, please visit our website at keystoriches.com. And for great interviews with money gurus and all kinds of other topic-driven shows, please visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. For the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2017 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.